I thought they must have rather odd bears on Islak, but did not like to ask about them. I looked around the halls and my room carefully in case any bears were lurking. It was a beautiful hotel and the hosts were pleasant, so I had already decided to take my luck as it came and spend a day or two on Islak. I got to looking over the books in the bookcase in my room and trying out the built-in legimat and had quite forgotten about bears when something scuttled behind a bookend. I moved the bookend and glimpsed the scuttler. It was dark and furry, but had a long, thin tail of some kind, almost like wire. It was six or eight inches long, not counting the tail. I didn't much like sharing my room with it, but I hate complaining to strangers. You can only complain satisfactorily to people you know really well. So I moved the heavy bookend over the hole in the wall the creature had disappeared into and went down to dinner. The hotel served family-style, all the guests at one long table. They were a friendly lot from several different planes. We were able to converse in pairs using our translato-mats, though general conversation overloaded the circuits. My left-hand neighbor, a rosy lady from a plane she called Ah Yes, said she and her husband came to Islak quite often. I asked her if she knew anything about the bears here. Yes, she said, smiling and nodding. They're quite harmless, but what little pests they are, spoiling books and licking envelopes and snuggling in the bed. Snuggling in the bed? Yes, yes. They were pets, you see. Her husband leaned forward to talk to me around her. He was a rosy gentleman. Teddy bears, he said in English, smiling. Yes. Teddy bears? Yes, yes, he said, and then had to resort to his own language. Teddy bears are little animal pets for children, isn't that right? But they're not live animals. He looked dismayed. Dead animals? No, stuffed animals, toys. Yes, yes, toys, pets, he said, smiling and nodding. He wanted to talk about his visit to my plane. He had been to San Francisco and liked it very much, and we talked about earthquakes instead of teddy bears. He had found a 5.6 earthquake, a very charming experience, very enjoyable, and he and his wife and I laughed a great deal as he told about it. They were certainly a nice couple, with a positive outlook. When I went back to my room, I shoved my suitcase up against the bookend that blocked the hole in the wall and lay in bed hoping that the teddy bears did not have a back door. Nothing snuggled into the bed with me that night. I woke very early, being jet-lagged by flying from London to Chicago, where my westbound flight had been delayed, allowing me this vacation. It was a lovely warm morning, the sun just rising. I got up and went out to take the air and see the city of Slas on the Islak Plain. It might have been a big city on my plain, nothing exotic to my eye, except the buildings were more mixed in style and in size than ours. That is, we put the big imposing buildings at the center and on the nice streets, 
and the small humble ones in the neighborhoods or barrios or slums or shanty towns. In this residential quarter of Slas, big houses were all jumbled up together with tiny cottages, some of them hardly bigger than hutches. When I went the other direction, downtown, I found the same wild variations of scale in the office buildings. A massive old four-story granite block towered over a ten-story building ten feet wide, with floors only five or six feet apart, a doll's skyscraper. By then, however, enough Isli were out and about that the buildings didn't puzzle me as much as the people did. They were amazingly various in size and color and shape. A woman who must have been eight feet tall swept past me, literally. She was a street sweeper, busily and gracefully clearing the sidewalk of dust. She had what I took to be a spare broom or duster.